I think it was like the very first time I went to a sex club. And before I went there, I was like, mm, it can't really be what I'm picturing or imagining in my mind. It can't really be like that, like sex all over the fucking place, right? And it was. <laughs> but first, a word from our sponsors. Beducated.com teaches you real sex techniques using real people, not just diagrams and pussy puppets. Get 70% off an annual membership with code MANHOR at beducated.com. That's code MANHOR at B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com. Or click the link in the show notes. Tax season is coming up, everybody. It ain't sexy, but it's necessary. And for years, I have been filing with BrassTaxes.com. Yep, they offer tax help for freelancers, artists, and as their website calls it, other nice people. The sooner you schedule your first appointment, the cheaper it is to file with them. So if you don't feel like you've been getting your money's worth out of quote-unquote free tax applications, head on over to BrassTaxes.com and schedule a consultation today. Let them know Billy Presida sent you. I'll get a little bit on the back end. BrassTaxes.com Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. This one goes out to all the cucks, the schmucks, and the guys who just don't give a fuck. Sure, Billy, you can go fuck my wife. God bless you. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Please send me your wives. Uh, hi. Welcome back to me. I am back from my podcation. Major developments in my life. Here's a big one. Some of y'all remember uh, Susan Bratton from episode 418 last month. And you might remember that she insisted on sending me a penis pump by the end of the episode. Um, she, she has this whole pumping program she claims can get you half an inch to an inch and a half on your rod. And it arrived during my podcation. And I had to um, sit and stare at this box because I knew inside the box were a couple of, of tubes. And I knew that um, I was going to have to put my dick in those tubes. I was skeptical about this when she proposed it. But I was also like, I don't know. I like free shit. Patreon's taking a big dip in the pandemic. I'm in no position to turn down free stuff, send it over. Look, I'm skeptical because I figured if there was a surefire way of making your dick bigger... We would all know about it, right? Like, capitalism isn't great at keeping a secret. Plus, I like my penis. I want to be on the record for that, okay? I think it's a solid working cock. I'd write a rec letter of recommendation any day. Uh, some have even gone as far as to call it pretty, right? It, it's, it's six inches long. It's five inches around. We call that a boyfriend dick, all right? I guess this week, Venus Cuckoldress, she would call it not enough size queen, but it's the Toyota Camry of Cox. It's reliable, minimal maintenance, and doesn't mind if you have a second flashier car on the weekends. Someone messaged me, uh, so are you, this, is this other dude who's in the, the peep show, and he's also pumping. He's like, so are you pumping for girth or length, bro? And I was like, for content. <laughs> like, I'll stick my dick in a tube for you fine people, because that's just part of the job of whatever this job is I have. Anyway, I, I surprisingly got multiple inquiries from you fine people about this penis pump since Susan's episode. So here's the update. It feels interesting. I hesitate to say good. It's like a neutral positive to neutral. I'm just going to go with interesting. When I squeeze the pump, it does feel like there are squeezes around my shaft. After a while, the pressure does feel relaxing. But then at the same time, like it also kind of feels like nothing. 
I just pump it up and then read my Frederick Douglass book for a half hour. Most noticeable, though, is is this uh, is the first tube, because there's two tubes. It's one for just your erection, and then there's the one that you do first, which is for your soft cock and balls. Um, and the big tube, you know, it just kind of, it like pulls my balls up with my dick. So my sack stretches out like five inches long. It looks like the German kid from Willy Wonka who falls into the river of chocolate. You know, like I need to call a bunch of Oompa Loompas to help get it out, but we're going to not pay them because capitalism. Okay, so anyways, the, the sensation, it's kind of cool. So far, so good. Now, you don't know research. Your uncle, the COVID skeptic, he does not know research, okay? None of you know research until you have researched the possible side effects of a penis pump, okay? I've got like a PhD in vacuum suction safety. Truly, I've been looking for any reason to not stick my dick in this thing, all right? I hit up a urologist I worked with on another podcast I produced. I was asking if there were like any risks of using one of these so long as you use it as instructed. And he kept trying to talk me out of it. He was like, hey, Billy, you should love yourself. And I was like, that's never going to happen. But I'm like, doc, is there a risk? And he said no. I searched message boards for stories of like horror stories of, you know, someone getting infertile or having trouble with erections or the kind of, I don't know, their dick exploding in the tube. I don't know. Something about that, it, you know, maybe maybe it stops working after you stop pumping and you're married to this this device for the rest of your life. But so long as I'm not over pumping, apparently no issues. I Googled a, a variety of SEO terms with penis pump. I was like, penis pump damage, penis pump broken, penis pump ouchie wowie. Nothing shows up. The Mayo, the fucking Mayo Clinic of all places, even as an entire web page dedicated to penis pumps link in the show notes it, it just it doesn't get more medically official than the mayo clinic and nowhere does it say that a healthy penis could become an unhealthy penis through proper usage of course you can improperly use this shit i've seen some terrifying photos on reddit of people who are like pumping for three hours straight for context Susan's program says like I'm I'm doing like three pumps for 10 to 20 minutes each every other day. Like you're not supposed to do this shit for hours. I, I'm seeing pictures of cocks. I didn't even know penises could be that shape. Okay. So aside from improper usage seems safe. So I stuck my dick in a suction tube, mostly for you fine people. Um, <laughs> I haven't noticed any gains yet. It's only been about a week, so just uh, just a few sessions. But I, I will let y'all know if I notice anything change down there. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still skeptical about penis enlargement methods overall. Everything I read is that they are short-term solutions. Uh, but if you are curious about the pump I'm using, which I do like so far. I do like it. And it comes with a nice cock ring. I wear that for a half hour after my pumping sessions, as instructed. Um... If, if you are curious about it, I'm going to put my affiliate link in the show notes of this episode, or you can always message me privately for it. I'm hesitant to full-throatedly endorse this uh, product just yet. That's why I'm sticking my dick in it before I tell you to, but like, I'm happy to make a 15% commission if you're just like hell-bent on firmer erections right now, which if you have actual erectile dysfunction, these are good for that. So says the Mayo Clinic. Uh, one of the things I am back from is I went to Jamaica with my girlfriend for uh, oh, five days. I was out there with Wallet Note Lady. Some of y'all who follow me on Instagram, you, you probably saw some uh, some videos and pictures from time to time. Very sweet vacation. Very good time to just be connected with each other. I like that. You know, the, the breakup caused a, a really stressful couple of months. So this was a really nice time. Just like mm, be together. Uh, and, and get that solid foundation again. A solid foundation that I think non-monogamy requires. And we talk about that with my guest, Venus Cuckoldress, that even in cuckolding, I mean, the relationship itself has got to be solid for you to trust someone to go out and fuck other people and to come back to you and still love you and care for you, right? So we had a really good week of just like doing that. Uh, but we also did, oh my God, a lot of sex. Holy shit. I, I thought I was going to write like a cute little recap and just like post it on Patreon, post it in the Discord server, you know, read it to y'all real quickly. But then, you know, I started writing and it ended up being like a, it ended up being almost 3,000 words 
of a recap. So <laughs> all my Patreon members this week have been getting um, a three-part written series uh, recapping all and it's a lot. All the sex we had in Jamaica, the different types of sex, the things we got down to. There's a few lovey-dovey sweet bits in there. I, I think I did some nice writing. So Patreon folks, if you have your notifications off, your email notifications off, you may want to go check the feed. There's some good content over there. $5 and up fan horrors. Y'all are getting an audio reading of it uh, this week. If you're one of those freaks who think I have like a sultry voice, you know, then this one's definitely for you. <laughs> And if you are not a Patreon member, I mean, this is, what are you doing? Like, this is the time. If there was ever a time to give me $2, it is just to read this recap. I, I wrote it sitting next to Andrea Allen, and uh, she was giving me some eyes. She's like, mmm, Persita, hey. And I'm like, ah, hey. And then she barfed because she hates everything that has to do with love and happiness. Uh, speaking of Andrea, by the way, I was just on the Hot Mess Comedy Hour I just remembered that, so I should probably plug them because friends of the pod. Uh, so go check out a, uh, a last week's episode of Hot Mess. Super fun episode. It's the first time I didn't feel like attacked. That was nice. And if you want to uh, read my uh, Jamaica trip sex recaps, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Become a member today. Support the pod you love and read some hot smut. Some of the people reading that hot smut are about to get a fan whore appreciation moment. Hey, I want to give a shout out right now to John F. I hope that F stands for fuck. I'm gross. Uh, thank you for supporting the work that I'm doing here, buddy. And I want to give a shout out to Big Man. Hey, Big Man. With a name like that, you don't need a penis pump, do you, Big Man? You need to be hitting up Venus Cuckoldress, I bet, huh? Big Man. I don't know how big or little your dick is, but I do know you got a big old pledge for me on Patreon. Very much appreciate it, sir. Thanks for supporting the show. And now I'm back, babies, recording new episodes. I got this great one with Venus Cuckoldress. She hosts her own podcast all about cuckolding, uh, the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. Very, very simple title. Very straight to the point. I like it. Uh, I heard her on Dan Savage's Lovecast last, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh my gosh. I got to talk to this lady. This is awesome. I got to warn y'all. I was a little bit on edge when I started this recording. Uh, something happened about like 45 minutes before this all went down. And uh, I explained it right away in the beginning. But just, you know, Billy's going to have some weird energy on this one. And there, the, there's good reason to. Luck, luckily, everything worked out. Everything was okay. <laughs> Let's go chat with Venus Cuckoldress. I texted my girlfriend earlier today. I was like, I don't think I've been paying enough attention to your outer labia. And I said that because I had just finished watching an 11 minute Yoni video on Beducated.com. Yes, my sponsor this week is Beducated.com, the online adult sex ed platform. I, sp I swear to God, this actually worked. I, I did this today before recording this. I watched an 11 minute video, like showing me how to like massage a vulva in a whole new way I've never even thought about. Okay. Cause like the first tip was just like grabbing an outer lip and then just giving it like a straight up massage you know stroking it palpitating it just kneading into that outer labia and then to do it on the other outer labia and then to do it with the inner labia and then there's a little trick called the piano fingers you're gonna have to see the video to understand what that is and then it showed me how to like mm, just grab that fucking clitoral hood and really mess with it and really like stroke everything in the right direction all of this, by the way, I'm not even messing with her clit. I'm not rubbing her clit directly. I'm not touching it. I'm not licking it. I am just like giving her pussy a proper pussy massage. I spent 11 minutes watching this video. I went over to my girlfriend's. I spent like a half hour massaging her pussy. And then I just kept watching her look at me with big wide eyes like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, I just feel warm all over my body. And then when I just like just had her amped up enough from like these tips from this one video I watched on Beducated, okay? Then I did that thing I do with my tongue where I just, yeah, I go to town on that clit. 
What I love about Beducated is it's so many of the courses, they show you how to do stuff like on real live models. If you take the Lingam penis massage course, right, they're going to show you the techniques on a real cock. All right, I watched them yoni it up on this vulva, like on a real vulva. It was incredible what one video, the skills one video gave me. I I could not recommend this platform enough, okay? Veducate uh, has been a sponsor in the past, big fan of the site, and they they hit me up because they were like, look, Prasita, we're going to give the fan whores a very special deal because, like, we know they love good sex. We know that the fan whores want to have better sex, and this is the place to go if you want to learn how to have better sex. So they were like, we're going to make it more affordable for them. They said they're going to give you 70% off their yearly pass, when you use coupon code manhor at beducated.com. Okay. Not only that, if you if you're not ready to spend the money just that you can get access to all of the beducated courses for one day for free, a one day free trial with my code. But if you do the 70% off the yearly pass, that brings down the cost to $7.99 per month. That's insane. It's gonna be under a hundred for the whole year, but only when you use my promo code manhor at checkout or if you click the link in the show notes of this episode, that's the only way you get the special deal. They got stuff about online dating. They got stuff about confidence. They've got courses about STIs if you're feeling nervous. I mean, truly, this is a, a comprehensive adult sex ed platform, and their video modules are just top-notch. I love the interface. Like, I love everything about this site. So again, go to beducated.com, B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com. Use promo code MANHOR or just click the link in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now let's get to the show. On Edge, I just like 45 minutes ago had a thing. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I'm just going to. My girlfriend has a job where she has to give presentations on like a regular basis. And it's in person and virtual. So it's like hybrid. And she's warned me as like the presentations have started again in the new year. She's like, during this time frame. Like this hour and a half on these days, do not send me any smut because I don't want it to pop up like a thing. Because she likes dick pics. She likes unannounced dick pics. I was like, that, that's so rare for me to be uh, asked for. So I'm happy to oblige. <laughs> and on, on last Monday, she said, hey, don't forget. There's, don't from this to this. I was like, you got it, babe. I'm reliable. <laughs> last Wednesday, she's like, hey, remember this time, right? Don't do it. And I'm like, babe, I got you. And then, uh, you know, she didn't tell me today because, like, I'm supposed to listen and take things in. And then I sent her something uh, in, a, in the cock ring. And then <laughs> hour later, half hour later, I looked and I was like, oh, wait, fuck. She's, oh, she's doing the thing. Oh, no. Oh, oh, fuck. Fuck, I can't even like call and apologize because she's still in the thing. I don't even know if she's angry. I just sent the most falling on the sword text, you know, <laughs> like, babe, that's my bad. You, you, you trusted me. You told me the thing. I said, I got you. I didn't get you. Ah, fuck me. I, and um, she was like, it's okay. I don't think the iMessage uh, was, you know, connected. I didn't see anything pop up. Praise Neo from the Matrix. So, <laughs> I wanted to like come into this uh, interview like nice and relaxed, but like I feel like you know like when you almost hit a car, like you almost get into a car accident, but you don't. Yeah, that's where all my nerve endings are right now, uh, <laughs> and I had to clear that air. Yeah, so 
th- thanks for listening. Um, can I bill you? Can, do you? do you bill me after that? That's okay. Venus Cuckoldress, hello. <laughs> Very Hi. anxious way to, to meet you. Uh, did you have a good cuck week? Oh my goodness. I had a great cuck week. It was busy as fuck, but it was, it was amazing. Amazing. The first, first cuck week ever. And it was incredible. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. I didn't realize this was the first cuck week. I heard you on Savage Lovecast last week and then, and I was like, oh wow, have I been missing this? Cause I, you know, I didn't miss steak and blowjob day. That's in the calendar on annual repeat. Right. But I didn't, I was like, have I been missing out? Am I a fraud? But you said this is the first ever cuck week. Yeah. And it kind of, it got, it, it was organized within like about 30 days beforehand. So it was put together really quickly and we just kind of went with it. And um, it was like, boom, cuck week is here. And everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> I didn't get the, I didn't get the newsletter. Uh, what, so what was cuck week? How, how do you, how do you celebrate a cuck week? So Cuck Week came about because um, there it was originally because the Insatiable Wives book, which is the book that's about cuckolding, written by Dr. David Lay um, in over ten years. Yeah. And um, so he he wrote that book and then it was uh, it's now available on audiobook. So that was kind of they wanted to do like a cuck week kind of thing around that launch. And as soon as some of us in the lifestyle got word of that cuck week, we're like, yes, let's do it. And we just like ran with it and had so much fun with events and everything like that. And it turned into some big, huge thing. So <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> Give how, us an how, idea. How, we will run with it. <laughs> how did you personally celebrate cuck week? What, what, what was your way to, to celebrate the festivity? I was helping out with some of the events, um, hosting some of the events and, and um, assisting with some of the events. And my whole idea about Cuck Week was obviously to celebrate the, the release of the audiobook. But what I really wanted to do with Cuck Week was to use it as an opportunity to share my love and appreciation for cuckolds, which is an aspect of messaging that's not heard very often or hasn't been heard at all or often. So that was my, that's what I really wanted to accomplish with Cuck Week. Cuckolding, I feel like was like little known for a while. And then kind of the alt-right, the bros, the lib- the libertarian guys, the the Bitcoin boys. I feel like they all kind of co-opted the word cuck. Uh, I, but I feel like they're all cucks too, that, <laughs> but won't say. So I feel like the cucks like rebranded the word cuck as this weird insult. Uh, but before that, that was just, a, it was just this fetish that was out there in, in the ether, in the world. Uh, you know, why, 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 why are cucks getting such a bad rap all of a sudden? Yeah, so you're right. It it has been a slur uh, or derogatory term that's been adopted over the last few years, especially in politics. Um, And so that's kind of why I wanted to change the messaging as well, because there is that um, that aspect to it where people use it as a slur and it's not really cool. But at the same time, the interest in cuckolding has just exploded to the point where um, I, I read somewhere that it's more popular in internet searches or porn searches than um, than than swinging anymore. So there, there's like cuckolding is the new swinging. I don't know, but I believe it. <laughs> what you, why would you think that is? Because I know it's like a major popular. Dr. Justin Laymiller says he's like basically you know, like half a dudes imagine who like fuck women imagine their woman with another man. Yeah, I think there's a couple of aspects to it. I really do feel like there is some sort of biological response within men that happens when you, when a man thinks about his wife or girlfriend sleeping with uh, another man, there is some sort of response there that is a huge turn on, but also jealousy. And the jealousy factor can get in the way of, of that. And so there are some guys who can, um, process that kind of jealousy in a in a really good kind of way, and <laughs> there's some guys who can't. And so, for the ones who can, that kind of response is powerful, and that's why it's, I've heard it so many times. When, um, let's say, like a, a guy, the first time he watches his wife, 
either flirt with another man or sleep with another man. It's like this massive turn on. Like I, they say like the hardest erection they've ever had, biggest orgasm they've ever had, the most amazing sex with her afterward that they've ever had. And so um, there is this really powerful response. And I think that 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 happens a lot with guys. I don't think women get the same kind of response at all when we think about stuff like that. But <laughs> I personally think that maybe that's why. And of course, non-monogamy is not weird as weird and crazy and strange as it used to be. And so different forms of non-monogamy now are, I think, more people are more open to explore and cuckolding being one of them, or at least hot wifing. Hot wifing seems to be more palatable. Most women, when they are uh, confronted with this f- idea from their boyfriend or husband, because it usually comes from the man, most women are like, wait a minute, you mean that you are you want to fuck other women? Is this your backdoor way of trying to fuck other women? You know, they're very suspicious and hesitant of it. And I totally understand that. But if they really got it that this is a gift that's being given to her this gift he gives her this gift of sexual exploration and it's sexual not emotional sexual exploration with other people and in turn she gives him the gift of being involved in some way most people think cuckolding is you know watching but it's not always watching and so they're both it's very much a two-way street but if she understands this is a one-sided open relationship that she still has his her loyal devoted loving boyfriend or husband and 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 she gets to have this extra fun on the side it is like having your cake and eating it too (laughs) it's like having it all i mean i don't understand why women wouldn't want that i mean i get it like sexual and emotional monogamy is really important for some women i get that but for women like me i didn't even know this option was available and then i found out and i was like holy fuck like sign me up right now (laughs) this is amazing and that's the and that's the big thing, like with non-monogamy at, at large, whether you do swinging or poly or hot wife, whatever it is, cucking, it, it, it's just people don't know that there are options. And I believe that there are people who do like sincerely want to do monogamy and that is what's for them. But there's just so many people, I believe, who haven't considered it because they thought like, oh, that's some sort of weird, crazy, kinky, slutty thing those people do. I was raised that that's not an option. That's not what a good partner does, right? That's not what a considerate person, you know, engages in. So it's like, as soon as you know that there's options and those options are valid, it's like, it's safe to at least try it because you can try it. Be like, it's not for us. Let's do the monogamy thing. Like it shouldn't have to be the end of the world to try something out. I love that. Like, you know, you, you were like, oh, there's an option. Let's give it a try. You you mentioned that not all cucking is just watching. What are some of the options of what like cuck holding can look like? Yeah. So watching is fun for sure. But my very first cuckolding experience was my boyfriend listening on the phone, which was, I think, even more fun because he had to kind of imagine what was happening in his mind while he's listening (laughs) and listening pretty close up. And so that was like super fucking hot because not only was he imagining what I was doing in that moment, Mm. but I was imagining how he was reacting. And so that that was like, oh my God, it was it was beyond hot. So there's listening. You can have him uh, like watching on like FaceTime or something like that. Or my favorite is <laughs> when you come home afterwards and you tell him all about it in detail. Like that mm-hmm. is the fucking hottest moment ever because you get to really get into it. He is just like so turned on in that moment and wants you so badly. And you guys just have like amazing sex afterwards. And so that and but it's also incredibly bonding afterwards. You've gone through this like, like very emotionally intimate, sexually charged experience together. That in itself is amazing for a relationship. 
Yeah. When he was listening, like, where, I mean, like, are you on the phone? Do you have like the phone nearby so you can hear? Or, I mean, are you just putting the phone down there so you can hear the slaps? Like what? what? No, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I had the phone like right next to my face. And while I was like sucking this guy's dick. And so I was like, he could hear like the, you know, slurping and the gagging. And then I would say something to him. And then, or the guy who I was with would say something. And like, that was yeah. hot as fuck. And then, like, when I was getting fucked, I'm loud. Like, I'm just loud. I really am. Poor neighbors. Um, <laughs> so there was a lot of stuff to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it was so that's so hot it's so hot so like what what was your entry into lifestyle what what how did you get introduced to this option so before i knew this was even available i w- i knew i wanted non-monogamy i was i first heard about any type of non-monogamy in uh dan savage's column savage love i was reading it and i was like holy fuck there's other things out there i had no idea i was like i didn't know and so then i kind of dove into the whole swingers scene as a single woman i basically like went online and tried to start learning about this kind of thing and i somehow ended up in some chat room on some swinger site and i was so i was I was on there and I was talking with couples and stuff and I was just fascinated at this idea of being with someone else's body or exploring someone else's body and your partner not feeling jealous or jealous in a way that was destructive. I was like, oh my God, I this is amazing. So I did that where I chatted and I get got to know a bunch of people in that lifestyle for several years. And then I finally started like actually attending events in my city. And so that's when I kind of really went for it. And as like single woman in the swinging lifestyle, (laughs) you are in demand. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I did. And so I I had all sorts of amazing experiences. (laughs) What was one of those like first experiences where you're like, I can do whatever I want. I want this. I'm going to go get that. Well, I think it was like the very first time I went to a sex club, I went with a couple of girlfriends of mine. So three of us that went uh, for the first time. And before I went there, I was like, "Mm, it can't really be what I'm picturing or imagining in my mind. It can't really be like that, like sex all over the fucking place, right? And it was. (laughs) I was like, holy fucking shit. But for me, my my whole introduction into that real life in person kind of crazy sex stuff was I didn't want to jump right in. I just kind of walked in there with no expectations. I I didn't go there thinking I was going to have sex or expecting to. And so I actually though it it was like maybe 3 or 4 events until I actually did something with somebody cuz I really kind of wanted to just take it all in. But the house parties, those private house parties, holy goddamn. <laughs> Those are fun too. <laughs> but it was, it was like I I realized pretty early on that I do really enjoy being watched and so I kind of like all of these things the non-monogamy the like to being wa- being watched and stuff like being the center of the attention mm-hmm. I that kind of all made it so that when I did finally learn about cuckolding it was perfect for me. Absolutely yeah. perfect. What was it like that first time you came in front of like a group of people? That first time you you had an orgasm and like you know there's a bunch of people who can see you. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, oh my god, I w- <laughs> was at this sex club and there was like the orgy room with like the mattresses all over the place and stuff like that. And it was there was people fucking kind of all over the place, and I was <laughs> was with this guy. Oh God, he fucks so good. And uh he <laughs> he was fucking me. And of course, like I said, I'm loud as fuck. So I was just he was fucking me into oblivion. I was just like so, you know, I was I was out of my mind. And I had like squirted and like it shot and like hit the wall and like it was like <laughs> fucking and then 
I re- I just realized all of a sudden that the room had gone quiet and everybody stopped fucking and they were all watching us. And I remember like there were couples coming up to us afterwards and they were like, oh, my God, that was like the best thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> that, it it's epic. so awesome when you get that kind of like group feedback. I, it, it reminds me of uh, I was at, Desi- you know, Desire Resorts. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. I, I was there like a few years back and I was on the I was like chatting with some people in the pool. It's like the it's like two in the afternoon. And at some point, like I, I chatted up with this lady and like 30 seconds later, she wants to blow me. But she and I'm like, cool, where do you want to go? She's like, you can pop up right on the ledge. So I just like jumped up on the ledge of the pool and she starts blowing me. And, and but I'm I'm all like you, I'm also loud. I'm a moaner. <laughs> and and at some point, like people just start slowly realizing like is there a blowjob happening in the pool? I think there's a blowjob happening in the pool. Are we allowed to have a blowjob in the pool? I don't know. And then, but so by the time I came and this big grunt and ah, like I, there were like 30 people just clapping. <laughs> I was like, I've never got, I, I mean, like as a comic, like I, I appreciate a good applause break. I just, I never thought it would be from like an orgasm, you know? It <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of another time when I was at a, uh, it was a house party and there was this group uh, or this, big group a house party by the way you mean like somebody invited some friends over as opposed to like this like organized club type atmosphere right it's not a club it's just like a private invitation kind of sex party at somebody's place and there was like a whole bunch of us in the room and there was this couple and and he he, him and his wife were doing something and at the same time he was like fingering me or something i don't remember that part but and then at some Must point, have been good <laughs> fingering me is not gonna do anything swear to god uh so but at some point he realized that like i like to be stretched out so he was like he worked up to like fisting me and which i love and then <laughs> so but i guess like that's kind of intense for uh, some other people because all of a sudden i realized the whole room went quiet everybody's watching me get fisted and i was just like oh sweet <laughs> <laughs> you seem to really like uh suck the sound out of a room it, it, it seems to be uh but yes. so 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 it was like you were getting into group sex and exploring that before you even got to the cuck holding and and so what was the introduction like how did you enter your first cuckold relationship and and why yeah so i when it came to like dating i knew i want i didn't want monogamy but i also kind of knew i didn't really want a swinging relationship because i have friends obviously who are in swinging relationships and it's very much like a there's a lot of rules boundaries and limits involved and this like sounds so selfish but like i just didn't want that i wanted to do whatever the fuck i wanted to because i had been for so long and that's what that's just me. And so I I was kind of depressed like I didn't think I would ever be able to find somebody who would sign up for that. I didn't think so. And then on Tinder I I matched with this guy and cuz on my profile it said I don't want to be monogamous. And he was probably like, "Ooh, she might be good for me." And he was a cuck and I didn't know it, but he we matched and we started talking and then he what slowly started bringing it up. And then when I kind of figured out what he was talking about and and that he really didn't want to sleep with other women, I was like, wait a minute, this is exactly what I always wanted. (laughs) And then I realized it was a thing. And I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And that's kind of why I started writing because I was just like, so mind blown about the whole thing. (laughs) Had you been in non-monogamous relationships before that one cuckolding one? Or were you just kind of a solo gal in the lifestyle? Yeah, I had dated a couple of guys uh, before that in the swing lifestyle. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where I really I figured, you know, this really, the whole del- open on both sides things not really working for me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I met him, I was just like, oh, my God, this is like sounds too good to be true. <laughs> what were you struggling with, with, uh, you know, both sides being open? Yeah. So when I first met my cuck boyfriend, I didn't understand why he wouldn't want the same gift. Like how, how, how come you don't want to sleep with other people? I didn't get it. I did not understand it. But as I began to learn about cuckolding and learn about cucks and how they do want to stay totally monogamous to their girlfriend, I was just like, okay, now I'm starting to realize that I can appreciate that part of it. And it is something now that I've learned to appreciate so much where I'm like, all right, you know what? I don't want to share you with anybody. Like in 
Like, I don't, I like this one-sided part. Like, fuck it. I'm not going back. Like, <laughs> I'm a, I'm going to be greedy and selfish in that way, but like, fuck it. I'm not sharing you. <laughs> and like we say, you know, greedy, selfish, like, you know, we're laughing and giggling, but you know, do you view cuckolding as a, do you view it as greed and selfishness at the core of that type of relationship? Well, in in the beginning I did, I just thought it was this unfairness where it seemed like unfair. And that's what a lot of people who don't understand the relationship do think. They're like, oh, it's so unfair. She gets to go and fuck other people and he doesn't. Like he's he's obviously like, you should feel sorry for him. And so I I understood the unfairness of it. But the more I got to realize what this relationship is all about, Man, it is a two-way street that both people get so much out of it, like Mm -hmm. so much because he's still involved in so many ways, like whether it be like, um, you know, send him a picture out of the blue while he's at work (laughs) or like, you know, a screenshot of me, you know, sexting with some guy like that. Just those moments involving him in that little way is so much of what he wants and needs is sexually to feel fulfilled that mm-hmm. it is like everything for him. He would he has no interest in sleeping with other women. And if he ever came to you and said like, hey, I've been feeling this weird urge. I think I want to try having sex with other people. Do you think that's something that would be on the table for you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, (laughs) it wouldn't. No. And I, but I haven't really met any cucks who have expressed that desire. So I really do think that this is something very unique with men who identify as a cuck. Yeah. And now have you, I've been hearing about, cause I have a couple friends who are like this and I didn't even know it was a thing until a few years ago, just the idea of a cuck queen kind of on the other side of it. I knew that there was a term for it and I just had did never met anyone. I think it was several years until I even heard of a woman who identified as a cut queen. And so, but it was recently when I actually was able to listen to a woman speak about it. And so they are out there. It's just, I think a lot, um, it's a more way more rare than, um, cuckold. So, yeah. And are, so are you still with the, the, the same guy from the, from the phone call? Uh, no, that relationship was long distance. It didn't really uh, work out in the long run. Um, I had met someone after that who was amazing and we planned a life together and it was going to be incredible. And then he passed away, unfortunately. So oh. I took some time off from the lifestyle and, and then kind of like, I was like, okay, I got to, I got to do the dating thing in this lifestyle and that sucks so bad. So I am oh. not dating anyone right now. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I've had this kind of relationship. I've experienced what this is all about and I could never go back to anything else other than that. So it's kind of a blessing and a curse in that way. And that is very hard to find um, because in order for this to really work well, you have to love and care about the person. And that's hard to find as it is. Never mind adding this kind of layer on top of it. Absolutely. I, I my, my girlfriend is newer to non-monogamy and I there's a want for it, but uh, is, is new to it after her. She had a very long uh, relationship, very long relationship before me. And you know, I keep telling her, I was like, at the core of this, she keeps you know asking certain like, what if this, what if that? And I go, hey, if we are solid, if you and me are solid, if you and me, me trust each other, if we are solid, if I believe this relationship is on lock, anything's possible. We can try all sorts of things. We can we can do sorts of we can set things up. We can alter things. The, you know, no one agreement has to be the agreement because if we're good, then like I'm down for whatever. A lot, you know, I'm down for a lot because I trust you and I know you're going to be there no matter what we agree we're going to do outside of this relationship. I know you're coming back to me and you know, I'm coming back to you. And like, that's, if that's not there, I can't do it. I, you, you know, I can't um, be down for you to have a threesome if I don't think like this relationship is secure already. Right. Like that has to be there first, that trust, that love that's got, you know, that's so at the, at the core of everything. Uh, I'm real sorry to hear about the partner. Was that, was that somewhat recent? No, that was several years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was pretty devastating. Sucked. Yeah. 
I mean, whether you're non-monogamous or monogamous, that's that's hard to get back into any sort of dating routine, and and something a lot of people can relate to. You know, what what was that like to finally say, I guess I'll do this dating thing? You know, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, I was not excited about it, <laughs> and unfortunately, like in this kind of lifestyle, there's a lot of shame um, that it, that a lot of cucks have shame and self loathing because they have these fantasies and stuff like that. And so, um, if trying to find a guy to date who is not going to, you know, back out and ghost at the last minute because he's scared is, uh, is really challenging. So there's, you know, dating has sucked. It's absolutely sucked. Did you, you know, what was, did you find like anyone who was like, was there like a successful first after that, that felt you like, okay, there might be some hope on the other side of this, or has it just been shit? <laughs> Plus this pandemic. (laughs) It's been shit. Let me tell you, it's been awful. I mean, I have dated here and there, um, but like it's been very few and far between. And um, for a long time, I just was like, forget it. I'm not, I'm just going to enjoy this lifestyle with like the people who are in it and um, with my podcast and stuff like that. And, but you know, the dating thing was so awful. Like I have been ghosted on at least 30 times, at least yeah. <laughs> like I expect it now. It's just so shitty. <laughs> and it, 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 so and it's just like, it just twists because like that's shitty in the normal world. Right. It's like, <sighs> that's why I'm like, man, for wi- single women, there's barely any single women who are out there looking for this kind of relationship. And it's partly because dating is so shitty. Like yeah. in order to stay with it, you have to be so dedicated to wanting this. Like mm-hmm. I know I can't have any other kind of relationship, so I'm sticking with it. But man, I have fucking quit so many times. I've been like, this is bullshit. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Was there any signs for you that made you think like it might be time to give the dating a try? Like I know a lot of people, there's just so much hesitation after grief, after loss to even like dip the toe in. Yeah, it took it took a long time afterwards um, for me to get in the mind frame of dating. And uh, like, I just didn't want to. I took so much time off after that happened. And I, but I was able to write in my blog and that was kind of therapeutic for me, you know, and then to have friends in the lifestyle who I could talk to. And of course, my friends in my personal life as well, who were there for me, thank God. Um, And so, I mean, I was able to kind of process the everything that had happened in a healthy kind of way. Um, But it took a lot of time. (laughs) And when I did start to kind of think about dating, it wasn't like I had to go and reach out and look for guys because I am a single woman in this lifestyle. I mean, they find me. So (laughs) it was like I was always getting guys messaging me, you know, all the time which is doesn't make things any easier let me tell you so you know how there's like there's like the fake inner the the fake dom right the yeah. shitty fake dom and then there's like a good proper ethical responsible dom right so how do you tell the difference between like the shitty probably fake cuck who can't actually handle it and someone like who's got their shit together and this is for them or probably is for them if they're newer like how can you kind of what, what are some of the warning signs or the 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 signals Well, okay. So yeah, I've, like I said, dated over the years, it's been so shitty and I've learned a lot. And I wish I knew back then what I knew now, because now I know how to spot them easily. Whereas before I didn't. And so for me, the red flags for cucks are when they are hyper focused on the fantasy part of cuckolding. And that's 95% of the guys who message me, um, where they start out their message with, hey, and then they talk about their ultimate fantasy or that they love my fantasy or that they want to do this or want to do that. And it's it's sexual, like it's sexual. And mm. um, I get it. <laughs> I understand why they do that. But what I think is a green light 
is when a guy gets to wants to get to know me as a person first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And that seems so obvious in dating, but this is lost in the cuckold dating world. <laughs> it's lost in the entire dating world. It's uh, you know, it's it, weird thing if you treat women like people, they tend to be way more interested. It's so strange. <laughs> right? <laughs> So yeah, that's what I look for is for a guy who actually shows interest in the building a relationship part of it and 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 is not afraid to trust me. And because what I what I said before about how like guys are they carry a lot of shame, they also are absolutely fucking terrified of anyone in their life finding out. This is like the end of the world if somebody finds out that they are into this kind of relationship. And so when you're trying to get to know someone online anonymously, they don't want to show you a picture. They don't want to tell you where they live. They don't want to tell you their name. They don't want to tell you anything. And it's like, I get it. You're fucking scared. But like, you have to trust me. Like, how the fuck am I going to get to know you? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like swiping through Tinder on blank profiles. Like, how is that helpful? <laughs> which which there are too. Like, like these seem to be also things that uh, people who aren't even into this lifestyle. I mean, you can apply this to the normal dating too. Like, yo, if they're super guarded, they don't want to share a picture. They don't want to, then fuck off. You know, like yeah. I see these, uh, like I, I'm a big Reddit hookup guy. I, I love Reddit as uh, my replacement for Craigslist. RIP. I miss you so <laughs> yes. much. Oh, uh, <laughs> those were, those were the good days of the Reddit gangbangs. I the college was fun. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but, uh, so like on Reddit, you know, you see these profiles, it's all throwaway accounts and like two line posts or responses. I go like, look, I get you. You're scared of somebody finding out that you want some sex or whatever type of the sex it is. But at the end of the day, it's like whoever responds to your ad, like they were there too. And there's so many other people who are going to give more of their info. It's also weird because I feel like everyone thinks their job is way more important than it is. I know. know? I'm like, like, you're not that special. Nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) And and this is what pisses me off the most because I have been out there talking about cuckolding, putting myself out there. You know, I'm trustworthy as fuck. Like, I'm not going to try to extort you. Like, why the fuck you got to not trust me out of all people? You know, that pissed me off so much. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so far, are there any other like big red flags or things people look out for uh, in addition to treating you like a human and I don't know, having a photo real bar nice and low out here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Are there any other signs of someone who's got really good cuck potential? Well, uh, for the guys who have experience in this kind of relationship is definitely something that is of value because they understand what it's really like to go through it in in real life to go to process those emotions in real life. I mean, watching cuck porn for guys is like, oh, it's hot, it's a turn on and whatever. But you're not in love with that person. Like this is something is entirely different when it's real life and you're watching the person you love and you're dealing with all that cuck angsty kind of feelings that's so hard and uncomfortable mm-hmm. and yet such a turn on. Um being somebody who's already experienced that, oh my goodness, yes, that is definitely worthwhile for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, in non-monogamy at large, like you, you're, there's going to be negotiations of like, how are we structuring this relationship? Are we playing together? Are we having our own dates? Are we romantically dating? Are we not? Is anal just for us? You know, all that you're trying to figure it out. And so, within cuckolding, I got to because there's so many different ways you can do it and ways you can set it up and scenarios you can have. You know, what have you had any difficulty or success just in that negotiation? Oh, I'm cool. You fucking other guys, but only one at a time. No gangbangs. Right. Like I got to imagine these are like questions that have to come up at some point. Yes, uh, there's a lot of, and that's the thing. We going back to what you were saying about the this relationship. Any relationship in non-monogamy has to have a high level of trust and love. It also has to have a high level of communication. <laughs> so you you both need to talk about this shit. If you don't, then you're going to run into problems, and that's okay. You I mean you can work through them. You stumble. You can work through them. Um, but the problem with this is. That it's so, it's usually, like I said, usually comes from the guy approaching his wife, like, I would really like you to fuck other guys because that'd be super hot. 
they they say it like that. Whereas they really should be like, you know what? I would love it if you had the opportunity to have these amazing sexual experiences. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. That is so much more realistic of what it's like. Fuck the fantasy. Let her actually build and grow and explore in her own sexual person. And that's an opportunity that women don't always get very often in life, which is a fucking tragedy because I yeah. clearly explored my own sexuality to to every the highest levels. And yeah. but I feel like, you know, it's it's shitty if a woman is not able to do that. So if he approaches it in that way with her and then gives her this is so important. Gives her the reins. Like whatever she wants that to look like is up to her. However, or soon she wants to do it is up to her. And if she doesn't want to fuck another guy, but she flirt with them, that's up to her. You know what I mean? Like this, mm -hmm. unfortunately, the boyfriends and husbands are so fixated on their fantasy that they fail to recognize that this is really about her. And um, and we, I call them like the mini Spielbergs because they just want to direct this whole <laughs> Where, you know, they, they're like, oh, I want it to be exactly like this and this and this and this. And the woman is is literally just like standing there with all this pressure on her shoulders to perform like her, like she's his personal porn star in this fantasy and that she's got to like, you know, live up to all of his expectations and not just or you his. let him down. Yeah. Like, like it's just, it's shitty. Don't do that to your wife. Don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah i um yeah i love that you said like you showed the, just like, such a stark contrast between the two ways to approach it one is hi this is my fantasy i need you to help me get my fantasy and hey like i'm interested in this type of thing i think this would be really cool what do you think and how would you want to do it you know because exactly. i think because even when i start when i first asked you the question i was thinking more about the cucks boundaries I was thinking about like how you negotiate like the extent to which he's going to be comfortable. But to your point, so much better to start with, how would you want to do this? And then if you start hitting something past my boundary, I can speak up. Yo, yeah, maybe it'd be cool if I, like, I got gay, uh, you know, I got gang buying by some guys. Oh, babe, I think that actually might be a little too far for me. How about maybe two, right? Like, how about you go <laughs> up a threesome? Oh, oh yeah, cool. Maybe that could be fun too. Great. Like, because because it's not just uh, it's not just about his fancy, but he's got boundaries and and it's about what she's going to want, how she wants to experience it. So she's I assume you don't want to feel like a prop for somebody else's, you know, get off. Exactly. And the thing is to keep in mind that a lot of guys don't think about is that cucks have been watching cuck porn for years and like this is how they love it. Like they know what they like. They already know what turns them on, what doesn't, everything like that. They've got all these scenarios in their brain. Oh, I'd love this. I'd love that. Whereas when the I woman- this lighting. Oh my God. I'm yes. sorry. Just mini, the mini Spielberg is so funny. That's <laughs> so good. But, but when she, he brings this up to her, she has, she is not, she doesn't know what turns her on about this fantasy yet. She doesn't, she can't picture it in her mind yet. She, all she's going is like, okay, what, what is this you want? You know, this kind of thing. And so it really needs to be up to her. So the guy easily can get so carried away with what he has been thinking about for years. And she's like, like, really like, I just, I don't know. I, I like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before you give me like, you know, the script, how about let's let's decide if I want to even do this movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh something that I I'm guessing is an issue in the cuckold world. I'm sure on the message boards there are discussions. I'm just guessing. But the role of racial fetishization within cucking. Because, you know, I see the ad, I see the ads I see on Reddit and whatnot. And I remember the old Craigslist ads, a lot of the you know, wanting the my wife to fuck a BBC. I want my wife with a big black man. I got him. Is that is that a topic that's discussed within your world? Yes, and <laughs> there's been a lot of discussion around this within like the last year or two, which is great because I feel like um, if there are people in the light this lifestyle who are 
fetishizing black men and but in a way that is not treating them like a human being then that's not okay. Like, fuck that shit. You can fuck off. You can, you know, that's, there's no room for that in this lifestyle. Um, but I'd never come across anyone who, who acted in that way. So it was a bit of a shock for me to, to find out that there were some really shitty ass fucking people out there who were being shitty to black men in this lifestyle. Um, because all myself and all of the women who I know and who I've met over the years, it's been quite the opposite. Like we absolutely love and adore these men in our lives and um, would, would be upset if we lost them in our life. So, right. um, but yeah, they're, 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 the interracial aspect is fucking huge in cuckolding, like every episode I've ever done on it has been like massive. Like people just really want to learn about interracial cuckolding. There's some, there's a massive appeal to it. And I don't know, I've heard from some guys, some cucks who have said, um, who are Caucasian cucks who say, mm-hmm. I prefer interracial cuckolding because I, it's almost like he sees this black man as someone he can just never be. Whereas if it was like another white guy, he, he would like could picture himself in that situation. And so I was like, oh, that's fascinating. That kind of makes sense in my brain. I get that. Well, um, Venus, thank you so much for uh, taking some time with us. Thanks for chatting. Uh, you've got a great podcast yourself. I was listening to a, an episode this morning. All, so you're just telling, you're telling your cuckold stories and having guests on talking about their cuck experiences. Yeah, so the very as I'm in year the second year now, uh just or just finished the second year. The first year was entirely just me talking. Like I was so scared to have anybody on. I was like, uh no. Like I'm good at sharing my story, but I'm not good at asking the questions. And so it was just me every episode and how people really enjoyed listening to me go on and on about it. I don't know, but they did. And so, but last year I started bringing guests on as well. And it, and it could be like, you know, experts in the, in the lifestyle. It can be, um, cucks sharing their stories, which is very important, but also more important is the women sharing their stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, and and what's the name of the podcast and where can they find you and all the wonderful things you're doing and where they can keep the notifications on for next year's Cuck Week? I know I don't want to miss it. Yes. Oh, it's going to be big next week or next year. Don't you worry about that. It's going to be everywhere. But um, (laughs) the podcast is called the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. And I also have a blog on venuscuckoldress.com. And I've actually just started, uh, last summer, I just started a matchmaking service, a private matchmaking service. I saw that. That looks so exciting. Yes, it's called Venus Connections. It's at venusconnections.com. And it's completely private. So people don't have to be scared about discretion and stuff like that, because it's all behind a privacy wall. It's not a dating app. You don't actually sort through profiles and stuff like that. So um, if you want to... Oh, so basically, like, okay, they have to do a three-week course to get through the program. Okay. okay. Of course. Yes. I'm, t- I'm fucking serious about this shit. And then they have to have a one hour interview with me an hour. Okay. And then <laughs> the men and the women. Yes. Both men and women. And if you're shady at all, I'm going to kick you the fuck out. Um, so, and then, um, we have, I have matchmakers who then go through and figure out who would be a good match for each person and then arrange some dates for them. So it's, it's, it's been amazing. It's been, it's long overdue needed in this lifestyle. So, um, but yeah, if you want to learn about cuck week or if you want to follow me that you can see, or you can follow my Twitter, it's at cuckoldress V I'll post all sorts of stuff about cuck week next year. That is incredible. Uh, I've had a lot of fun following her already, so y'all should too. Um, Venus, do you happen to have like an extra maybe eight, ten minutes? I was re- I, I didn't get to ask you about bulls. I'd love to do a little bonus episode if you got the time. Totally cool if you don't. Yeah, I got I got time. I'm good. Okay. Uh, so Patreon people, you can hear. Uh, I'm going to ask her about kind of bull etiquette as someone who's been that third at, at, from a time to time. I, I'm very curious about that. I know we didn't really get to it, but for now, everybody go check her out on the places and Venus, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. 
Thanks for listening to me. And thanks so much for having me. Hey, I'll be your bull. Yeah, shoot me an email at manwarpod at gmail.com. I'll be your bull. I'll be the uh, the bull who shows up like, hi, everybody. I'm your bull for today. Can I help you out? Can Yes, I'm here to funk your wife. Is that going to be hot for you with this voice? I'm going to, mm, yes, I'm going to fuck you harder. Fuck you harder. Yeah, choke on my balls. Mm, look at your pathetic husband while you choke on my balls. Sir, you should feel pathetic because your wife is fucking a guy who sounds like this. It's like almost a little bit like a ZZ, but um, more pathetic. <laughs> Thanks to my guest, Venus Cuckoldress. What a great conversation. I feel like we learned so much. And if you want to learn more, we talk all about bulls. Mm, all about the bulls. We talk in a bonus episode coming out soon exclusively for my $5 and up fan whores on Patreon. Also for that tier, I am releasing the audio version, the audio telling of uh, my Jamaica trip sex recap. It's like nearly 3,000 words of smuts of what I got up to over there. Uh, all that and more is available at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. I would love to know what you thought about this week's episode, and you can connect with your fellow fan whores and share your thoughts, your feelings, and queries about the topic of cuckolding in the champagne room, uh, our super awesome, super sex positive, super free Discord server. Introduce yourself today and let us know your thoughts on this episode at manwhorepod.com slash discord. And if, uh, hey, by the way, if you want to see some uh, smutty, sexy vacation content, uh, you can check out my OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. You know where to go to see me be pretty. Uh, Folks, next week's episode, I got to tell you, wow. I told you all a while back about a movie I saw in theaters about an almost unbelievable sex worker story. And the movie's called Zola. It's like the only movie that's ever been based off of a Twitter thread. And next week, you're going to hear my conversation with the woman behind the tweets, the inspiration for the movie. I got Zola for you next week. Strap the fuck in. Make sure you hit that follower subscribe button and stay slutty. Wallet note lady doesn't exaggerate when she says her pussy gets sopping wet from my clothed presence. When I grab her cunt at the top of her co-op staircase, my fingers always slip through her lips. It may be horny hubris to say that we have a lot of vacation sex in the cozy confines of Brooklyn. Vacation sex is animalistic and uninhibited, with newness and disregard for bedsheets and neighbors. Please don't hate me, but... The last eight months having sex with Wallet Note Lady has felt like vacation sex. Primal urges complete with unplanned drool have dripped from grimmest concentration. I've spilled seed in a variety of rooms and rooftops with her. So, though our trip to Jamaica blew my mind, the only difference in the sex is that we could hear the Caribbean Sea from our bed. Tuesday.